0: This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No. Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, all you beautiful people out there, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Matt. Giving you all the best geek related content you can ask for. So, today we are going to be going
1: through our. 10 predictions for possible Smash
0: Bros. Ultimate DLC characters. If you guys have been loving Under a Rock for the past few months or so, I mean, honestly, I don't blame you with what's going on, but <laughs> Smash Ultimate, it's currently in its wave two of releasing DLC characters. And for Smash Bros. fans like ourselves, this is a huge monumental moment because you don't know who's going to come in. This is exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. We've
0: been treated to some really crazy additions in the base game and in the DLC already.
1: Um, so, it's clear that almost any video game is possible to get in. So, this is like one of the boldest uh, crossovers yet, as the meme goes. So, really, this is, nothing's
0: really off limits here. I mean, I might even say that this is the best video game crossover yet. hmm mm-hmm. I, I agree with that thinking. So, the way that this episode's going to go is, I say my five <laughs> pick, but well, obviously we're going to go in order. Like, I say my first pick, then Matt's going to say his pick, then so on and so forth. And we're going to
1: try to describe uh, a little
0: bit about why we think these characters are getting in and maybe
1: even what style they would play in the game, how they would play in the game. You know, so just a little bit of background, too, with each pick.
0: Maybe a move set or two. Yeah. Depending on how (laughs) infested we are with these set characters. (laughs) And this is overall just our opinions. So if you want to say that our opinions are garbage, (laughs) by all means, go for it.
1: Yeah, and, and be sure if we if there's a name that we don't say that you're like, oh, I think they should get in. Let us know in the Discord. Uh, we want to hear what you're thinking, too, or what you've heard, if you believe any of the leaks or whatever. So we're definitely down for that, too.
0: Well, actually, before I get to my list, there's one thing I want to address, and that's how the first wave of DLC characters were established. We've had Joker, we've had Hero, we had freaking Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> Terry Bogart. These were huge third-party reps that everybody wanted to see in Smash. Well, I didn't know who the fuck Terry was, so I'm, I'm guessing somebody on the face of Earth wanted Terry Bogard in Smash. <laughs> hey, more power to you. The fifth character, we got a Nintendo rep, Violet. And he's not just any Nintendo rep, he's yet another Fire Emblem character. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm happy that we got a Nintendo rep because, you know... Smash Ultimate is becoming ultimate fan service when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you seen all the dislikes on the first reveal of Violet? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of sad. I haven't seen it. I felt like I was back in 2014 when they revealed, what was it, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare? (laughs) And and here we were back in 2019. Everybody making reaction trailers to you know Violet's (laughs) dislikes on his reveal trailer. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty sad when you think about it, like you said. Yeah, poor Bylos. <laughs> so so how's this going to affect Milas? Well, I think it'd be a smart move on Nintendo or Masahiro Sakurai, who's the game developer, to be more precise. I think it'd be a smart move for him if he reveals all the Nintendo reps first and then leave mm. the last, I want to say, two or three slots open for third-party reps because, let's be honest here, Everybody cares about third-party reps being in Smash. They don't give a shit about Nintendo characters, sadly. <laughs> so, reveal all the inconsequential Nintendo characters first, and then make room for the third-party characters that everybody demands to be in Smash.
1: <laughs> that is a that is a true and blue system. Although, even that, um, there's still Nintendo characters that could get in that people would be freaking out over. I can
0: think of a few. But I guess we'll see. Well, then again, I kind of spoil myself because how the format's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, I'm right to a certain extent because lo and behold, uh, the first character revealed in Wave 2 was Min Min mm-hmm. from ARMS, who's a Nintendo rep. Yeah. While we're at it, what do you think of Min Min? Uh, I haven't played
1: her a ton. She's pretty fun, though, uh, from what I have played. Um, very unique moveset, very unique with her uh, very long reach for grabbing and hitting and things
0: like that. So that's kind of cool. What about you? What do you think? Uh, she's fine. I don't really have like a deep attachment to her, n- mainly because I haven't played Arms, nor do I give a shit about the game. No offense. <laughs> I've played but like
1: yeah, I played it when like it came out. <laughs> that was about it.
0: I loved how everybody wanted Springman or Ribbon Girl. Was it? Yeah. They wanted those two characters to be the arm representative, but no. Lo and behold, we got I think like the newest <laughs> character added. I think. Really. Didn't and what's that. interesting, like as you saw in the Min, Min trailer. The game director, I don't remember his name by heart, but he said, like, everybody in ARMS is a main character. (laughs) So, I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: I get, Yeah, it's a fighting game, so in a way, there really isn't a main character. That's a good point.
0: Like I said before, my list is going to be, well, the first two are going to be Nintendo reps, while the last three are going to be third-party reps, because, you know, I want the list to be half Nintendo, half third-party, just to keep it consistent. Yeah, I, I have the
1: same ratio, actually. Two Nintendo, three... Third party, so that's kind of cool.
0: Really? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. So we'll we'll bang out the Nintendo guys first. All right. So. I guess I'll start Start things. Start us off. off. So for number one, well, this is going to sound generic, but I want to see another Pokemon rep, (laughs) but not just any Pokemon rep, but somebody from the newest generation. Well, not newest, but current generation, as to say. Yes, a Gen Eight rep. And my pick is going to be Rillaboom. For those of you who don't know, Rillaboom is the final stage of the Grass Starter Grookey from Sword and Shield. And I do have a few reasons why I picked Rillaboom. First off, think about it like this. We have Charizard and Cinderworld to represent fire. We have Squirtle and Greninja to represent water. Then we just have Ivysaur to represent grass. (laughs) We need another Grass Starter to balance out Ivysaur. I feel that, dude. Yeah. And I think Rillaboom works. I mean... One could argue that, oh, he's always around with his drum set, so we can't, you know, move or run. But have you seen Rillaboom in Pokemon Camp? He puts his drum set on his back and just runs around as if nothing's on his back. So, if they can work in Pokemon Camp, it could definitely work in Smash Brothers. I can tell you that. For sure. Now, for a move set, I haven't really gotten too infested, but I can tell you that his neutral special should be his signature move, Drum Beating. Uh, his down special is going to be Wood Hammer. I could see if having, like, an armor effect, similar to Ganondorf's uh, what is it? Warlock Punch mm. and uh, Violet's uh, Axe Hammer thing I know the last thing I want to mention is Violet <laughs> <laughs> and his final Smash would be his Gigantamax form because you know that's the newest gimmick in Pokemon nowadays so of course Smash would want to represent that and promote it. You could make the argument that there are other Gen A Pokemon they can go with like Ursifu but the thing is the Isle of Armor is already out and if Ursifu was going to be a Smash character they would have done it by now You know, promote it earlier to promote the DLC, and the same thing goes for Zarude, which I think I'm saying that right. Yeah,
1: that monkey looking. Even
0: though, even though it's not a starter, it's still a grass type to help balance out Ivy Sword. Whenever Game Freak decides to legally distribute this Pokemon, (laughs) it could be a great way to you know promote this Pokemon. What better way to promote new Pokemon than putting him in Smash? I mean. It worked with Greninja. (laughs) Well, actually, I don't know if you knew this, but Greninja was picked in Smash before he was revealed in Pokemon X and Y. Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Wow, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. So what I'm saying is they can come up with a moveset for Cerude, put him in Smash, and, you know, promote him for Pokemon Sword and Shield whenever, like I said, Game Freak decides to legally distribute him. (laughs) Because I've seen hackers use Cerude, even though he's not out yet. I I would love Cerude, but my heart's telling me it's Rillaboom because he seems more likely because I know we need another starter. He's more well-known when you think about it.
1: For sure. So,
0: yeah. So, number one, Rillaboom. Now on to you, Matt. So, I might as well get this out of the way, too.
1: Uh, I was <laughs> holding my breath while you were talking. But my slot is also, I wrote literally, like, notes today over it, a Pokemon Sword and Shield Pokemon because I was like, come on, we got to get one of those. And I was thinking which one would be likely slash fun to see. And I almost said Rillaboom. I was so close. And that would have been really funny if I did. Um and I wrote like Urshifu, probably not because it's GLC, like all that. I looked at what Pokemon were popular in Japan. Um apparently I didn't know this, but Toxtricity and Dragapult are the most popular gen 8 Pokemon in Japan. So I was gonna go at one of those. But I don't know why. <laughs> I went for an oddball choice and I said Surfetch.
0: <laughs> oh my god, Surfetch? Are you serious, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and let
1: me explain, let me explain. So, Surfetch would be interesting because it would have it would first of all would be a regional evolution, which obviously we've never had in Smash Bros cuz we barely had like there's a lot of pokemon firsts that can be done in Smash Bros. Um, True. weirdly enough, we only have one actual fighting type pokemon In Smash Bros, which is kind of crazy. So, you know, I think another one could definitely be welcome there. Um, Before you told me that Greninja was put in the game before it was revealed, I honestly thought that it was in there because it was famous from the anime. So I was off on the time. And I know Ash's star Pokemon right now in the anime is Surfetch. So I figured that would be another fun little tie-in, I guess, where you watch Surfetch in the anime and you could play as him. I mean, it's not a surfetch yet. No, you're right. Right now, it's a farfetch, but I think everybody's convinced it'll evolve. Maybe it won't. It better. (laughs) It really should, because I love surfetch so much. Also, probably why I picked him, because I'm biased and love him so much. But I mean, the moveset's all there. I think a lot of people would be upset because he'd be another sword fighter. But I could see him having more of a like a jousting almost uh, moveset where his side Bs are really powerful. He can just stick out his sword and joust like a medieval English knight that he was inspired by. He's got the sword, works for the blocking. Uh, I just think he could get up to some pretty crazy stuff if they threw him in there. So I definitely agree with you, Eric. I think we can expect a Gen 8 Pokemon, or at least hope for a Gen 8 Pokemon. Now, My, the question yeah.
0: is, Surfax's signature move, which is Meteor Assault, would that be part of his normal moveset? Or do you think that would be his final smash?
1: Ooh. Hmm.
0: Uh,
1: I, I could see it
0: as... Well, I said he'd have a very
1: jousting-inspired moveset. And that kind of is Meteor Assault's whole deal. So maybe it could just be a normal move for him. But I could also see it being like hyped up and made big. And they make it a final smash. So so let's say that. It could, Meteor Assault...
0: The signature move of SirFetch would be a great final smash for him. Hey, should he get in? Alright, I respect your choice, Matt. <laughs> and I'm not dissing on SirFetch. I was just surprised, that's all. Yeah,
1: I, t- I tried to go a little out there, like, hmm, who from Denny would be interesting to see? Then again,
0: I shouldn't expect less from you, max
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Number two, and this is my last Nintendo rep, mind you, it's gonna be Bandana D. Mm. I think it's about damn time we get another Kirby rep. Hell yeah. Kirby's Return to Dreamland, right, which I think of on the Wii. Was that, yeah, was the I Wii, think it right? was Wii, yeah. That was one of my favorite Kirby games. And what do you know, it, three out of the four main characters in that game are in Smash, except for Bandana D. And I'm like, wow, the disrespect. We've gone through two whole Smash games and still no Bandana D. I think it's about time we show some love to Bandana D. Uh absolutely. I think he deserves it. Closest thing we had to bandana D was in Brawl, where you know King Dee Dee threw his, you know, waddledees at everybody. Yes. But that didn't suffice for me. And plus you could make the argument that oh oh he's just a waddle D with a bandana spear. He can't do much. Mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> he's so much more than that. He's a Dee with a purpose. <laughs> he helped Kirby destroy one of the most powerful embodiments of darkness. And you have the balls to consider him. It's just a bottlety? <laughs> Come on, people. The disrespect. It's funny. Uh, what,
1: before, when I said I think there were some Nintendo characters that could get announced and people would get really excited, I was actually thinking of Bandana D, <laughs> But I didn't want to say it because I was like, oh, Eric might have him on his list. And I'm
0: glad I bit my tongue. Wow. Oh, that's a lot wow, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you know me so well <laughs> yeah so final smash you know megaton punch i think he used it in one of the ds games he just drops like a bunch of cinder blocks on people and smashes his way to hitting his target that can easily work for a final smash and now i know there's an argument well actually sakurai did say that he doesn't want to overrepresent represent his own franchise yeah but come on <laughs> just one more kirby character it doesn't have to be one of the main villains Yeah, I know technically King is the main villain, but when you really think about it, he's not that antagonistic. Nah, he's a good guy. (laughs) So, if you want to be small or, like, do something that's, you know, rather simple, just put Bandana D. He needs more respect, plain and simple. Amen, brother. Alright, so, what's your number two choice, Mac? Alright, so, this is my
1: last Nintendo rep, and it's my three third-party reps. They are all... DLC options that I have seen people talking about, seen people like, oh, we really want this, and I'll talk about that when I get to them. But for this character, I've never really even seen a lot of people really wanting it, so it's another kind of out of left field, but I'm going to say King Babam from Super Mario 64. (laughs) (laughs) What? So let me explain, let me explain. So King Babam is like kind of underrated in my opinion. He's the first ever 3D boss battle in a Mario game so he's Mario's first 3D enemy. He still gets some use. Uh, He was most recently in Super Mario Party. There's a whole stage of like the bob mines or factory or something and he's like right center stage Uh, and I think if you're not careful enough you roll the wrong dice he'll blow up on you so he's a he's still a presence in Mario. They don't invite him to go karting, sadly. They don't invite Rip. him to their parties. But King Bob-omb is still there. He's been hanging around the background for a while. And I was inspired especially to include him here because of the 3D re-release. Like, I, I feel like it would be the perfect opportunity to just... Okay, like, your first ever big 3D Mario enemy boss getting included as a DLC. Right before a collection celebrating Mario's 3D history i don't know it seems like i was about to say that would be great that'd be great promotion when you think about it yeah that's what i'm that's what i feel like it'd be a perfect celebration of 3d mario to have
0: mario's first 3d foe you know it's hard for me to think figure out who's going to be another mario rep because like that's why i didn't include one because like the only logical choice i can think of is waluigi but we know he's never going to be in smash yeah and he he might one day but not an ultimate because he's I didn't include any assist trophies,
1: personally, because I feel like, I don't know. But anyway, that's besides the point. And I think what Nintendo likes to do with Mario, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they like to, I feel like, they will be very random. Like, they'll go crazy. Like, they'll be like, hey, remember that random Queen Bee from Super Mario Galaxy? Well, boom, now you can play as her in Mario Kart. Hey, you know the freaking Piranha Plant that you pass every game? Guess what? He's in Smash Bros. now. I, they just love throwing random Mario characters at you and being like, "Yo, this guy, remember him?" So I feel like yeah. King Babam could totally get that treatment. I, for a move set, I could see very physical. Obviously, he's one of the tankier characters, like K. Rule Bowser, DDD. So slow moving, very physical, hands on, a lot of grabs and punches. For a final smash, obviously his traditional spin you around if he gets his hand on you it's one of those smashes that if you're within his grasp you have no choice but to pray for mercy he can spin you around and throw you off just like he did all those years ago and uh i don't know it just seems like a very uh perfect option uh to explore like i said with the 3d mario celebration so that is why i decided to pick king (laughs) baba
0: It's a good thing I pre-ordered the Mario All-Stars 3D, because now I can relive all that nostalgia. Heck yeah. (laughs) All right, Eric, uh, you want to start off with your third pick? Sure, why not? So, this is going to be, like, a very likely choice. Well, I didn't really pick this list based on, you know, likeliness, Mm. but, you know, just, like, facts, personal preference, and this is somebody that I'm pretty sure everybody wants to see, and that's Crash Bandicoot. Mm. Now, truth be told, I'm not... A diehard Crash fan. I mean, I played a few of the games. I believe my first one was Rat the Cortex*. I know that game is very infamous, <laughs> and the *Insane Trilogy*, which released, I think, two years ago, was it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it,
0: yeah. It was on the PS4, but you know that's no longer relevant because it's now on Switch. Hence, the reason why his Crash is on my list now, mm. because now that the Crash Insane Trilogy is on Switch, that definitely boosts Crash's you know chances of being in Smash. And he's definitely an icon among the PlayStation era. When you think about it, I mean. Even if you don't own a PlayStation or never even played a Crash game, you know who Crash is because he's just that iconic. Oh
1: yeah. I've never played a game in my life and I feel like I,
0: I know all about him. He's iconic, you're right. I don't remember Crash's moveset by heart, but I can definitely tell that his spinning move would definitely count as either like his neutral or maybe his down his down special. Mm. And maybe his final smash he'd be one of his uh one of those mechas he keeps in his arsenal, like the helicopter or the submarine tank or whatever it was called. I'm sorry to all you Crash Bandicoot (laughs) fans if I don't remember what the names are by heart. Like I said, I only played them, you know, somewhat. But yeah, out of all the third-party reps, Crash is somebody that I think has a good chance of appearing because of how iconic he is. And like I said, the Insane Trilogy being on Switch, that's pretty much it. I think that's a
1: very good reason. That's definitely a solid pick, I think.
0: Oh, and before I forget, there was a leak that somebody tweeted about Crash Render in Smash, but... I don't know if it's legit. I mean, it looks legit, but you never know with leaks. Oh, how long ago was that? This was about a month ago. No
1: kidding. I didn't hear about that. That's crazy. I haven't been keeping up with the leaks recently. (laughs) Because I feel like there's been such a um, a dry spell of DLC reveals. Like like 2020 is three-fourths of the way over, and we've only gotten one DLC reveal. But honestly, I mean, take your time. Obviously, there's a lot of circumstances outside of their control, like everything
0: that's going on. But I'm sure we all remember how the Grinch leaked in Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, the disappointment when everybody saw Incineroar, because Incineroar wasn't in that
1: mm-hmm.
0: league. I that was when everyone knew Ken Masters was in the, was in the leak, but not Incineroar. No, he was like
1: that. Yeah, that was that was the one minute that undid it for everybody else. There's never, Current Game Hormone, there's never been a Smash uh, game that didn't introduce at least one new Pokemon, right? Yeah, it's becoming a tradition
0: at this point. Yeah. yeah. So we knew. Yeah, so enough about the sad, oh, Rinchley. <laughs> What's your first third party rep, Matt?
1: All right. Uh, so this is one that I would have laughed
0: at. If Actually,
1: two of them on here I would have laughed at uh, if you'd suggested them. I would have been like, oh, yeah, no shot. But there's been a remarkable amount of pushing for this character, or these characters, and honestly, if you look and you take a step back, I can see how it's possible, but my number three slot is Steve and Alex from Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) So, stay with me here, stay with me here, because honestly, when you go to a Smash convention and you're like, hey, what about Steve? You get, like, laughed out of the room, but there's some reason to pause and consider Minecraft is the biggest video game in the world. Uh, It's sold the most copies of any game. And not to mention, especially, like, that's whatever, but in a game, obviously, that celebrates video game diversity, it would be pretty cool to have. Plus, people have taken a lot of note of the rosy relationship currently going on between Nintendo and Microsoft, up to the point where Banjo-Kazooie got in after years of that not being able to happen. You know, the fans wanted it really badly. Nintendo talked to Microsoft, and Microsoft was like, yeah. So a lot of people I've seen wonder what if there was, like, some sort of deal. Like, Microsoft wanted one of its more popular IPs in the game to get some exposure. A lot of people say Master Chief, obviously. But I don't know. I think, like, it would be fun
0: if it was Steve and Alex from Minecraft. Because, first of all, Minecraft, again, is so big. Yeah, I I just, I feel like Master Chief will be too similar to Samus when you think about it. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. Like, just another space marine
0: is a little specific. I agree. So, why not go with someone with the more, you know, unique and artistic look? Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, no respect to all you Halo fans, but Master Chief just seems too generic from, like, what his motif as a character would be.
1: Yeah, for sure. And literally, Minecraft like in the game there's infinite possibilities there's really infinite possibilities for a move set for him. I saw a really great video on it like somebody animated a whole bunch of moves for him
0: um and it was very funny. But how would they incorporate the you know taking and building mechanic like Oh I'm, yeah. It um, could definitely work, but for me since I'm not like a huge Minecraft player, I can't visualize it like you could, but you know, care to care to share? I'm pretty sure, now I'm
1: totally going off a video, I wish I had, is it, wait, let me look it up really quick so I can at least give the proper credit where it's due, because this was what, the video that really got me thinking about this concept. Ah, it was Paper Kitty's video on YouTube, Steve fan-made moveset. So, yeah, they had him able to add up to three blocks, like, and build walls and stuff that can disappear, almost like Pac-Man's Fire Hydrant, but a little bit longer lasting and you could be a little bit more flexible with where you put it. I thought that was really cool. Um, and you could almost build a little tower, but people could get up to you obviously, and it would disappear after a while. And really that's like, there's so many, like I could see, Oh, he has up B as throwing ender pearls. Like there's so much room for a move set. I haven't thought extremely much about a final smash. I don't really know what you'd be able to do with that. I, I don't even like a creeper, I guess, because those are pretty much, Staple Minecraft, you get to use maybe a a creeper explosion or something like that.
0: (laughs) Steve summons a
1: storm of of raining creepers. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I would say maybe with the final smash, get the creepers involved in somewhere, have a, a big old explosion. But Steve and Alex, with them being such popular video game IPs, arguably the most popular right now. With Microsoft and Nintendo in an unprecedented, like, friendship, almost, with a business relationship. And just honestly, I think it would just be fun to have them in.
0: Respect, Matt. Respect. (laughs) All right, so number four, and this is the second third-party rep. I'm going to throw a curveball. Ray, man. Mmm... I don't blame you for those who don't know who Rayman is because, you know, he's been very uh, what's-where-I'm-looking-for inconsequential lately. Mm-hmm. Because when everybody thinks about Rayman, 99% of the time they think about the freaking rabbits. <laughs> yup. <laughs> like, Matt, can you please explain to me why the fuck those little guys got so popular? Um, I don't,
1: I think it's the same th- reason the Minions got so popular. People just like... There was a big era, and I guess it still exists, where people just really love dumb, incoherent little guys
0: beating each other up. (laughs) But, like, the minions, I can tolerate. The rabbits, I (laughs) can't. Not only are they the ugliest fucking rabbits I've seen, (laughs) not just in video games, but in general. But they pretty much destroyed whatever reputation Rayman had, like, you know, as a video game franchise. Because, like I said... Nobody cares about Rayman as a whole. They only give a shit about the Rabbits. Yeah. That's disappointing.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's sad, but true.
0: I can't. I don't really blame, like, you know, new people because Rayman did come out, like, in the late 90s. I mean, mm. I think my brother owned the first two Rayman games on, on the PlayStation. So that was, like, my exposure to Rayman. But then the Rabbits came along and ruined everything. <laughs> but then, surprisingly, I think it was, like, the late 2010s. I forgot what year it was. Rayman came back in a reboot called Rayman Legends, and there was no rabbits whatsoever. Thank God. <laughs> I don't know, like you know, it was it was nice for its time, but then it just got quiet after a while. Because like you would think that oh, with Rayman Legends being successful, you would think they'd make more Rayman games, but no. Mm-hmm. Until in Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS, Rayman actually became a trophy. So yes, the original Rayman just has some sentimental value left, but that's not enough. Like you know, I think. It'll be good justice for Rayman if he becomes a Smash character. Yeah. Because, like, you know, this will be a great way to help him, you know, get back his popularity and fix his reputation. And it's funny. Ubisoft, which is the company that owns Rayman, an executive was talking to Sakurai in a tweet. So that pretty much just boosts his chances of Rayman being a character when you really think about it. I didn't
1: hear about that. That's pretty cool.
0: It has been a while since I played a Rayman game. So, like with Crash, I don't have, like, you know, a solid moveset. But... When you look at Rayman as a character, he has no arms and legs, like his, his <laughs> hands and feet are just like detached from his body, yet they're providing movement, which sounds like some creepypasta shit, but <laughs> hey, oddly enough, it's cool.
1: I've seen uh, jokes about Rayman getting the Smash Bros, and everybody says, uh, how would they make the Amiibo? Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have any arms and legs.
0: <laughs> Bro, I didn't even think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess little rods or something, or like clear plastic or something like that. But it's pretty funny to think about.
0: Make sure it's very clear pla- plastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, it looks like ghost train, man.
0: Like so clear <laughs> that you can't even see it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i do imagine like you know his uh i want to say his boomerang fist or whatever because like rayman literally throws hands at you (laughs) so i can see that being used in his moveset maybe like uh, his propeller hair could be used as his recovery (laughs) yeah and final smash you got me Maybe he'll summon that giant mosquito thing. I don't know. Mm. Maybe if I played Rayman Legends, maybe I can understand or, like, you know, get a certain idea of what his Final Smash could be. But it is what it is for now. Rayman, number four pick. Nice.
1: All right. My number four pick. Um, probably be my weirdest pick yet. And I that's probably eye-rollingly interesting because I've had very unique picks thus far. Um, Matt you always
0: come up with the most unique picks what are you talking about (laughs) so whatever you say I'm completely for go for it All right, number 4
1: The Heavy from Team Fortress 2
0: oh my god Matt are you
1: serious
0: (laughs) I mean good on you but
1: really I did not think twice about The Heavy ever getting into TF2 but apparently in the most recent fan ballot and this is true I looked this up when I was doing my research earlier the most recent fan ballot of DLC characters that people want to see in Smash Bros. Uh, Heavy was number four. He was the fourth highest rated after, I believe it was Waluigi, Bandana D, and Steve and Alex from Minecraft. So really? That is crazy. He's
0: that high?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think what happens is he's an extremely popular online. Like p- Gamers who are... I don't know, maybe they're old-fashioned or, like, they grew up in the 2000s and they played online gaming and, and that kind of stuff. Apparently, TF2 still has five, uh, 50 million regular players. That's a lot of gamers. <laughs> and a lot of people to try and get into TF2 slash Smash Bros. Yeah, so, honestly, I don't know how likely it is, but I did note that Valve is, like, one of the biggest gaming companies ever, and they still don't have any representation that used to be true of bethesda but as we know now vault boy is a me costume so all of the biggest gaming companies have got a piece of the pie in smash bros valve is suspiciously absent so between that and also between heavy being really randomly popular in online polls i was just like you know why not and obviously the other valve games like portal i don't think Chell from portal would work because You'd have to program an entire portal gun mechanic, and that's, like, her only attack, so I don't see that. Left for Dead is not as uh, ongoing. It doesn't have the ongoing popularity, I guess, of TF2. But, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny that, that <laughs> the Heavy's number four on some online ballots. And back when the game had just come out, Smash Bros., I believe he was, like, number six or number seven on the top ten most popular DLC characters ideas in europe like they did a poll in europe japan and america and heavy was on europe so that's when i really started
0: thinking about it yeah Yeah. i was about to say because sakurai did say that you know he takes inspiration from whoever people voted on the smash polls yeah yeah so it's very interesting so at the at the very least hence the reason why characters like banjo and uh, king k Mm rule yeah characters they never would have thought twice about adding but they were interested like oh people really want these guys huh Um, Oh, yeah, Ridley. Can't forget about Ridley. Ridley. The character, Sakurai quote-unquote, said was too (laughs) big to be in Smash. (laughs) So,
1: honestly, yeah, TF2 gets compared a lot with Overwatch, and I know recently the Overwatch guy uh, made gamer headlines for saying, like, hey, we really want any Overwatch characters in Smash Bros. Like, that'd be awesome. But that pretty much confirms that they hadn't been asked already, so I doubt Overwatch would be getting in. So why not TF2? The Heavy's like the icon of Team Fortress 2. Um, He'd be another obviously heavy fighter, as you could tell from his name. He's got his classic minigun, which would be a very unique weapon. Although I think I would see a lot of memes of that. Like, there were already memes when Joker got a gun. So imagine Heavy with a minigun, what you'd see. And as for his final smash, his his infamous um, bulletproof state, when the medic is able to charge him and he turns all red and gets really powerful... I think that would be fitting as a Final Smash. So yeah, interesting heavy weaponry, which would make for a sort of unique moveset. Himself being a very unique character (laughs) in a game franchise that has not been explored in Smash. By a company that's one of the biggest game companies in the world now, with Steam, it's really just a titan of the industry. So I think it makes sense for Valve to get somebody in Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is also why I decided to go for the heavy.
0: Okay, I respect that. Yeah... So now, we're in my last spot, and this is one that I actually want to see the most. Like, I'm actually praying to God that it happens. <laughs> okay. What is it? Let's hear it. I'm excited. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Hell yeah. We have Cloud, we have Hero, but that's not enough for me. I want to see the Keyblade Wielder of Light make it to Smash.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man, you need both. And I feel like, just like Crash, Sora is another huge icon among the video game community. I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but when you compare, like, video game protagonists, Sora currently holds the record of being, like, the most recurring protagonist in any RPG. Really? That's... So- yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. Because in every other one, I guess, in most RPGs, they change protagonists, like in
0: Pokemon, for example. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, Pokemon and Final Fantasy, yeah. they always have, like, different protagonists, but Sora... In every Kingdom Hearts game, even the inconsequential ones, (laughs) Sora is still there, and hey, even though he's not playable, he's still there, so, and he's (laughs) the main character. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, I'm super excited to talk about Sora, because I've been literally coming up with all night a moveset for Sora, and I think it's fucking perfect. All right, let's hear it. So, think about it like this. Sora's neutral special. Think of it as, like, uh, Shulk's Monado Arts and Heroes Command Deck, where... He has four or five magic spells to choose from. He has Fire, Blizzard, Thunder, Cure, and Arrow. Maybe Water if they want to go Current. Because, you know, that's the newest magic spell added in Kingdom Hearts. And every magic spell he uses, similar to Shulk's Monado Arts, like, you use it once and you have to wait time for it to charge. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm sure i will figure out a way to make, you know, Sora's Thunder, not like Pikachu or Pichu's Thunder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, his side special, I could see being Strike Rod (laughs) from Kingdom Hearts 1, where he throws his Keyblade like a boomerang. His down special would be Reflect, which is the most OP magic spell in Kingdom Hearts 2. It'll both work as, like, an attack and a counter. I know the last thing in Smash Brothers we need is another fucking counter. (laughs) But for Sora, it works. His recovery, I could see it being Athletic Flow from Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, if it wasn't obvious already, I think Sora's moveset should be compiled with, like, you know, moves he used from the first three Kingdom Hearts games. Oh, sorry, the first three numbered Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> and his final Smash, you remember Kingdom Hearts 3 where Sora and Riku summon that giant Keyblade in the Realm of Darkness? Yeah. That'd be perfect. Oh, yeah, that would actually be perfect. Now, I know the one argument that people have with Sora being in Smash is the Disney aspect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's a simple way to fix it. Just only focus on the Kingdom Hearts characters. You don't need Mickey, you don't need Donald, you need Goofy or Jiminy Cricket or whoever. Hmm. Just focus on Sora, Riku, and those characters. Like, have them as spirits.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That'd be pretty easy. There's enough characters, I think, where you could easily do that. And additionally, Shinji Hashimoto, who's the co-creator of Kingdom Hearts, he saw a tweet that said Sora for Smash, and he responded, yes. (laughs) Now, yes can be interpreted in many different things. He could mean, like, yes, Sora will be in Smash. Or yes, he has an interest of Sora being in Smash. Or maybe, yes, he's talking to Sakurai about putting Sora in Smash. Really, like, responding with just a simple yes, that can lead (laughs) to so many possibilities. Oh, yeah. Sora, just like with, you know, Banjo and Bayonetta and all those, he was pretty ranked high up there in the polls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure he, he was. I'm gonna try to find that actually while you're talking. I mean, I saw it right there. That you know, in terms of like you know, tweets on who you want to see in Smash, Sora is ranked like you know pretty high up there.
1: Ah, yes. In March, uh, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate community in Japan uh, put out a poll,
0: and Sora won. Uh, he was the most wanted newcomer. Now there is one problem I do see is like which Sora are they gonna use? Uh, now yeah. they could use the current Sora from Kingdom Hearts Three, like as his like default render. Maybe they can use his drive forms from Kingdom Hearts 3, like, you know, Guardian, Blitz, and was it Strike Form as, like, you know, alternate skins. Mm. And then, just like with Cloud and, like, the heroes, at the very last, you'll get Kingdom Hearts 2 Sora and KH1 Sora, mm.
1: just to be, like,
0: more nostalgic, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, they did with uh, Cloud and Joker, they have, like, the different forms for him,
1: The from the and different parts of the games and the different games.
0: Now, another big question that I have is that when you look at Hero and Cloud, they only speak Japanese. <laughs> So do you think they're only going to get Sores Japanese VA for Smash?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: I don't know. Well, I know you don't follow Japanese voice actors like I do, but Sores Japanese actor, he's known for doing, like, mostly video games. And if you're a video game VA, obviously you're going to voice in more video games. Yeah. But the thing about Sores English voice actor, Haley Joel Osment, he's not really a voice actor. He's more of, like, you know, film actor. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's mostly starred in films. Like, granted, he was a childhood actor, and now nobody gives a shit about him. Pretty much, Kingdom Hearts is what's saving this reputation. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the big problem that I have, is, like, I can't see Haley Joel Osment coming to reprise his role for Sora in a non-Kingdom Hearts game, but you never know. I think that'd be a nice twist for his character, just to see, like, how much this character has, you know, been a part of Haley's career. It's like, he's not willing to just voice this character in strictly Kingdom Hearts, but other video games... For sure. I mean, that would make sense from, like, you know, a sentimental actor standpoint. But for the sake of convenience, they're likely just going to stick with Sora's Japanese VA.
1: Yeah. I think you're probably right with that. We love you, Haley, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not.
0: (laughs) But if you are, we love you. Haley, if
1: you are watching (laughs) this,
0: you do an amazing job voicing Sora. I know everybody's talking shit about how Sora goes through a voice crack in Kingdom Hearts 3, but don't let the haters (laughs) diss you. Keep doing your best Sora. That's all that matters. <laughs> so, yeah. Number five on this list, and my personal number one pick, is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Nice.
1: I like how you did yours, where it was your most wanted pick for your number one.
0: I honestly kind of did an inverse, I think. My, I kind of deviated, like, you know, how my list was going to be. It's like, oh, it's not based on personal preference or most wanted, but yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I liked that. Because mine... I think my my number one pick would be the one character out of my five that I would not
0: play that much. But, hey, what can I say? I like being random at times. Oh,
1: <laughs> trust... Dude, you're talking to the king of random. You're talking to the TF2 heavy picker. But this character, I just put as number one because I think he has the best shot of getting it in out of everyone I've picked. But that would be the hunter from Monster Hunter. Really? Yeah, I honestly... While I did a lot of research, uh, well, not a lot of research, I, like, looked up trends in Japan and game sales and, like, internet, Who, what people wanted on the internet, and time and time again, I kept finding Monster Hunter. It's a huge franchise in Japan. Um, They actually have a movie coming out in 2021.
0: Assuming that this pandemic doesn't die <laughs> True, out. True, yeah,
1: but at the very least, there's a movie in production Um, for some point in the future they've got I, I looked up like how the game sales were working and apparently Pokemon Sword and Shield and the new Monster Hunter games are like the highest selling games of last year in Japan. A lot of people there love their Monster Hunter. And honestly, this is what was really weird for me. Monster Hunter is already in Smash Bros. They have Rathalos. Rathalos. Yeah, he's a boss and assist trophy. Like a whole stage designed around Rathalos, so I'm very surprised that we don't at least have a me costume for the hunter by now, and not to mention another another game that was like really big. What's the hero from again? What was that? For, um, Eric, what game? Uh, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Yeah. So I I remember when Dragon Quest uh, when the hero got announced for that, everybody in the West, which is where we are from, was like, "Oh, what really?" But in Japan, people were like, "No way!" Like we love. Like, it's a really big game over there. From what I understand, Monster Hunter works the same way. Hunter skins were actually available for Miis in Smash 4, and they are now suspiciously absent in Ultimate. When you put all those factors together, how well the game sells, how big it is in Japan, how they had skins for it already designed in Smash 4, and the fact that Rathalos is already in Smash Four uh, or in Smash Ultimate in the base game—that just kind of is a lot of red flags for me. Like, I think we're probably getting a Monster Hunter rep at some point. I don't know. So I mean, yeah.
0: all your facts solidifies your points.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, thank you because I, I do think I did my research,
0: <laughs>
1: but um, I do just—I feel like it's—it's it's just it, it, all the signs are pointing right there. Like, gi- like I said, giant red flags of. Why isn't the Hunter in the game yet? Everything's already perfectly suited for him. So I would not be surprised if it's a situation like Dragon Quest, where it's like, okay, I understand now why this character's in. Uh Because, again, it's huge in Japan, blah, blah, blah. So everything I said, I don't know. I just am reasonably confident that the Hunter will be added. Uh, so that is why he is my number one, or at least my fifth pick for the Smash Ultimate DLC. All
0: right. Very respectful choice. Yee. I don't really play Monster Hunter, let alone follow the franchise, but... Oh, me neither. You know, yeah. <laughs> I respect your choice. I mean, it's like you said, all these facts that you point out just solidifies why the Hunter would make it into Smash. Yeah, it just
1: seems like... I, I agree with you. I don't follow the franchise, never played the Monster Hunter game, but just with its popularity online and in Japan, you know, and the fact that it's already in the game... It just seems like they're paving the way for the
0: Hunter to get in at some point. Um, so, yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. These are our 10 characters with my five picks and Matt's five picks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm honestly surprised that you and I had the same format, per se. Like, you know, we mentioned our Nintendo reps, <laughs> and then we end off with three third-party reps. Yes. We had a very similar style. It was funny that we both had,
1: uh, in all, I guess, if you count it as a 10, four Nintendo reps, two each, and... Six third-party reps or three each. Like, that's kind of funny how it worked out.
0: But yeah, but the thing about, you know, Smash DLC, you don't know who's going to be in it. Sakurai, he's a god, (laughs) like, being in Smash. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, let me rephrase that. He sees the potential of anything (laughs) being a Smash character. I have to emphasize the fact that fucking Piranha Plant is a character. (laughs) Yep. Almost two years, and those words are still coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Piranha Plant is in Smash. (laughs) why am i still freaking out over this
1: because it's weird it's crazy exactly (laughs) it's so weird and it really just proves what you just said is that there's no limits literally no limits your favorite enemy from any video game you've ever played can freaking be in this game like there's just no
0: nothing holding you back from imagining your wildest dreams and it's sad when you think about it because after Smash Ultimate, we might not get all these crazy-ass choices. Yeah. I'm convinced that after Smash Ultimate, Sakurai is retiring. I don't know if you heard about the long, arduous road and medical conditions that Sakurai faced while developing video games. Yeah, I have. I mean, when he was, when he was doing Melee, he had vision problems. Ugh. Or was it Brawl? Well, I do know... I don't know if it was Melee or Brawl, but in like one of those games, he did have like a muscular problems or something.
1: Oh, poor dude.
0: So, like, literally, if he makes another Smash game... He's close to killing himself, and we don't want to hear that happen. Yeah, absolutely not. The thing is, Sakurai knows how to make a great Smash game, and if you take him out of the equation, then there's a good chance Nintendo is going to fuck it up. <laughs> they didn't even contact Sakurai when they were making Brawl. I really? mean, back in 2006, when you saw the first Brawl trailer, Sakurai had no involvement whatsoever. <laughs> so we contacted Nintendo saying, like, yo, step aside, bitches. i'm gonna show you how i make my game oh my gosh that's awesome i didn't know that (laughs) it's still possible that we might get another smash game after this but i can't see it surpassing smash ultimate there's no way no it's interesting you say that because
1: i think right after smash ultimate or right before it came out sakurai gave an interview where he kind of admitted that he's like yeah it's a double-edged sword we're making a game we're really proud of with i think almost or over 80 playable characters like it's insane From all walks of the gaming universe, from Capcom to Sega, Nintendo, whatever. And he's saying it's great, but it means that the next game is going to have, like, so way too much to live up to. Um, And he says it's probably going to be smaller, and, like, of course it's going to be smaller. You're going to see, like, half of this, if that. Because there's just so much. Maybe even less than half when you think about it. Maybe a quarter. Uh, Honestly, yeah. I mean, because they're still going to want to add new characters, I think. But probably it'll go back to being like, oh, I don't know, 30 old characters, if that. And maybe 10 new characters. And that's even a lot to ask for. So I think he has intended this to be his magnum opus. I think he knows that. And I think you might be right. He might just retire. Hopefully he leaves, or at least Nintendo leaves control of the Smash Bros. games in Sakurai's, like, underlings, like his most trusted apprentices, almost. We can only hope, because like you said,
0: we don't want them to screw it up. How crazy is it to be an apprentice to Sakurai? (laughs) You have to be the luckiest bastard in the world to work with this guy. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. The world after Smash Bros. Ultimate. The world where Smash 6, the, the day the announcement trailer comes out, going to be a very very weird world indeed
0: who knows (laughs) maybe people will be more understanding or maybe we'll start riot saying that we want this character (laughs) we want this guy stop nintendo bring back sakurai (laughs) it doesn't matter like what they reveal there's always going to be that one group of people that's going to be they're going to be against whatever yeah because it's not (laughs) like their preference like it's not the same smash that we've all been playing for 20 plus years yeah As the old saying, all good things must come to an end. That's true, and we'll always have Ultimate.
1: 10, 20, 30 years down the line, when they're pumping out whatever new Smash game, and if we're not happy, we could just plug in our Switches, which might be growing dust by then,
0: and (laughs) have a good old Smash Ultimate battle. Bro, if you want to talk (laughs) about Dust, you think all these people keep talking about Smash Ultimate? I keep playing Smash Melee. Oh, yeah, everybody. That's like the the... quote-unquote best game, but you know, I mean, it's the best game, well, for me, personally. I mean, I love Ultimate, but I have so much nostalgic value to Melee. Like, it's unbeatable. It's intangible. (laughs) But like I said, it's just a matter of time if, like, Sakurai's willing to let, you know, his quote-unquote apprentices, or Nintendo for that matter, handle the next Smash game. (laughs) And we just have to all be grateful of what we have. Oh yeah. Not just for, like, what we get for DLC, but what we get after Smash Ultimate. Yeah, it's going to be a weird new world. Hey, we're already living in a weird new world. <laughs> True. Good point. So what's a Smash game without Sakurai? I mean, I'm open for anything at this point. Yeah, who knows? So that about does it for this episode. Thank you all for watching and listening to us geek out about Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, And let us know in the Discord server, who do you think are the last five slots for the DLC characters? And remember, it could really just be anyone from any video game you're ever playing. Emphasis on anybody <laughs> thank you all for listening be sure to subscribe join our discord server and have yourselves a great night Yup. adios amigos